Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe Podcast Network, SoCal Sweat. My name is Ann McDaniels, a former NFL cheerleader and product manager turned actress and model who dreams of being a UFC fighter. Meow. Learning strategies to help motivate others leads me to bring you interviews each week from a range of athletes, experts in fitness and nutrition, and so much more. Thanks for listening to Believe, the number one podcast for working professionals, and let's push our endorphins to higher performance through SoCal Sweat. This is your host, Ann McDaniels of SoCal Sweat. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about mental toughness. Well, I'll tell you someone who knows a lot about mental toughness, and that is Vince Anello, who's going to be my guest on the show today. He is the world's five-time powerlifting IPF champion, who says, the mind is your strongest muscle. Now, not only was he the first person in history to deadlift 800 pounds, well, by the way, weighing less than 200 pounds, but Vince is also a York Barbell Hall of Fame inductee, accomplished bodybuilder, successful physical education educator, and a Greyhound rescuer. His Anello Body Fitness coaches and mentors clients in strength and athleticism, but it's his mental training division where he's most passionate. This episode will share his philosophy on mental training and how he helps his clients utilize the tools for success through mental training. And here we have Vince Anello, world's first five-time powerlifting IPF champion. Good morning, Mr. Vince Anello. Hey, how's it going, Annie? Good. Good. Of Cleveland, Ohio, you are the five-time powerlifting champion a powerlifting legend who says your mind is your strongest muscle. Of all the muscles in your body, your mind is your strongest muscle. Uh, definitely it's the common denominator for success in anything. Yes. In any area, in any sport, and in anything, any endeavor. The mind is the common denominator of success. There are so many different ways of achieving things, but the common denominator is mental. How do you, and you, you spent seven years of coaching, a physical education or teaching and coaching, didn't you, in the Ohio area? Yes, I was a teacher. I was a physical education teacher. Oh, that's I, great. I graduated in 1970 and I taught after that. And then, you know. Okay. And how did you, how did you get into powerlifting? That's like fascinating because you started as a bodybuilder, right? And then someone kind of, you know, kind of prompted you into this sport. Yeah, I started as a bodybuilder. I started lifting, uh, actually lifting weights in uh, the third grade because I was a short little fat kid that got bullied. Oh. The, the I got kids. bullied and I started lifting weights in the third grade. I started studying training in the third grade and I went in the woods and I got myself a rusty bar and put bricks on it. That's how I started. Oh and my gosh. Yes. Yeah. That's amazing. Now, did you ever do like neighborhood bets uh, or when you're training for the powerlifting, did you hook yourself up to a fire truck and try to pull a fire truck or anything crazy like that? No, I, I didn't. Uh, we did, uh, when I was teaching, you know, I saw inner city schools and they had uh, uh, ballet, they had ballet dancers come in there and they were, you know, 
the kids, that wasn't in their, you know, culture. And they were laughing at them. So I thought, you know what would uh, interest these kids if we did strength acts? So I uh, hooked up with uh, my training partner at the time, Crazy Bob, who was, and then we got together and we went to different schools and did strength acts. And the children really, uh, you know, they appreciated this and they gave us a lot of respect, you know, uh, more, you know what I mean? More than they did with, you know, male ballet dancers, which is nothing wrong with that. Right, right. <laughs> we're talking like Ohio, it's just not exactly the culture, but I love that they were, they had opened up to that. So very cool. So right away, I mean, you were pretty much, were you groomed in your family to do that as well? Or did that just come straight from, I've been bullied, I'm going to fight back, I'm not going to be yeah, a winner? definitely, yeah. Yeah, I got bullied, I, I was in boxing, I got into wrestling and all that stuff, so. Love yeah. it. Well, you're no short, fat kid now, I tell you that much. And you are, you are <laughs> I'm hot. short, though. Hey, I'm short. <laughs> oh, it doesn't yeah. matter. I, I just, I love, I've, I've been looking at all your stuff, and I'm just fascinated, because I, I love bodybuilding, and I just love physical, you know, anything PE-wise, anyway. Yeah. But I think it's impressive that you had the mental fortitude to, to do that at, at third grade. I mean, when so many kids will wimp out or cry, they either become bullied, or they become bullies, or they just pick themselves up by their bootstraps, train and, and get more tough and harder. And uh, so I thank God for the bullies. Sure. I wouldn't have come what I did if it wasn't that I didn't get bullied. Yes. <laughs> did you face any of them later in life and just, and your friends now or? Yeah. Some of them came in and uh, I trained them. Oh, oh. We laughed about the old days. You know what I mean? Well, there you go. You showed them. <laughs> That is awesome. Now, just a little bit um, before we get in, into the mental toughness, I love your stories. I mean, I, I noticed one in 1977, you were with your friend Lamar and you had a huge powerlifting competition and he was already done. And weren't you in Australia or something exotic? Yeah. And he brought all the ladies and you- Oh, he, like a, he, was, uh, he got our Sunday dates. His, he was a lighter weight, okay. but his, his, his uh, uh, job after was to get us a date. And there, he, and he brought back all these beautiful ladies, and you had to train oh, yes, this morning, yes. and that was yep. your biggest like. Ugh, but you made up for it because didn't you guys fly home a day later, and you had some grand old fun? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, you know, good, great yeah. stories. How cool. we, didn't, we didn't think about you know when you're analytical, you, you have to treat, be analytical when you're training. You have to get in technique and stuff, but when you're competing, you got to get rid of, uh, rid of the analytical mind. Yeah, but how easy would it have been for you to be um, very distracted by these beautiful women? Oh, maybe just one drink, maybe two drinks, and you had to compete the next day. And I watch a lot of boxing. Boxing's my favorite. And, yes. and I think Conor McGregor said, never rest on a win, because you can win, and then you can go out and have a bunch of steak and drink, and yeah. the next, next time, then you're going to get overweight. You're not going to keep up with your regimen. So never resting on a win, which sounds like you obviously yeah. you know, didn't. Yeah, definitely. So very cool. Um, now, I love your mental toughness because I, I'm all about that. I had broken my leg, my femur and my arm in January. And if I didn't have my own mental toughness to get me through, this would have been a whole different ballgame. So yes, how, definitely. How, did you train yourself early on with that? Probably because since you were bullied in third grade, I would say already you were developing that sharpness. Yeah, I... Uh... I did a lot of studying uh, mental. I did transcendental meditation, silver mind training. I took courses and all that stuff. You know, wow. and, and that was my, you know, 
I, I still get into that. I still get into mental training, different forms of mental training. Now they have different forms like dynamic spin release and all that other stuff, you know, and, sure. uh, you know. And you can pull from all that. Now, when you're training clients, as you know, everybody has excuses. They're, they're big boned or they didn't have time. How do you get through the mental aspect of people who just skimp out on their training or, or they lie to you? Like every time they come in, they haven't lost a pound on the side. They're not getting any stronger or tougher. Yeah. Obviously they're lying to themselves and you can see right through it. Of course you, yeah. I did read that you really get to know every client very personally. So you know yeah. exactly how to pinpoint. How do you deal with that? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, how do you deal with the excuses? Um, when people come to you and they, they never, maybe they didn't show up on time a couple of times or just the excuses that a lot of clients have where, well, I don't feel like dieting or how do you get through the mental toughness with that? Or if they want to quit, how do you, every, we do mental training any after every session. Okay. You know, and not too many people lie, lie and they're, they're truthful to me. You know, most of my clients have been truthful to me. There you, you know go. And so, you know, so they will confess if they just, Oh yeah, they confess. They said, you know, I got on a bin, you know, and I, I, I tell them you could have one junk day a week. You there know, you if, you were, if you were to give up, uh, you know, eating uh, Reese cups, which is my, I'm addicted to. Oh my God. <laughs> so good. So good. If you were to go for months and months, then you go on a binge, but one day a week, you can have some of that. And you know, you, one day. I agree. And you just said some, I think some people Vince think that a cheat day is like all day long at country buffet, then to the movies to eat popcorn and then grab a bunch of candy. And you said some, I think people misconstrued cheat days with the entire day is like, you know, Sodom and Gomorrah of food. Do you teach like, a, a little bit, you know, like have, have three or four Reese's, but don't go nuts all day. Or do you believe in a full cheat day of going? I believe in a full cheat day. And if you limit yourself, uh, you're going to go back, you know, you're going to binge later on. If I have three Reese's cups uh, on uh, Saturday and, when, and during a week, I may see, you know, I may, you know, but I can eat as much as I, you know, I want. You can. Yes, because yeah. you have that, you know, you always be disciplined. Have you tried the Reese's Peanut Butter Puffs cereal? Not yet. Oh, you've got <laughs> to promise me it, it, it'll change your life. It's about as good as um, the actual yeah. thing. So how do you, do you use words? Um, you know, there, there was an experiment, Vince. It was Dr. Masaru Emoto. He's a Japanese scientist. Yes. And he experimented with water. In one area of water, he talked kindly to it. And and played beautiful music. And for the yes. other side of water, he was really mean and they played like really menacing music, which I love. And yeah. there were beautiful crystallizations in the music that was in the water that he had been kind to and groomed. And yeah. the other never formed any shape and shapes and it was just kind of sitting there. Yeah. It's the power of words and what we say to ourselves. How do you how do you train in mental toughness with your clients to turn certain things around like, oh, this is a real problem. Do you say, well, don't look at it as a problem. Look at it as a challenge to grow. How do you get through these negative mindsets? Uh, negative mindsets. Well, what I have them do, Annie, is I put them in a relaxed state. Then I have them visualize their goal. You know, 
And then I, uh, when they're, I have them, all three modalities, I had them see their success, hear their success, and then eventually feel their success. Oh, and then I, I, I give them a trigger, like a uh, clenched fist. And then during, uh, before, I, before they go to bed, I have them clench their fists and feel that success. When they wake up in the morning, I have them clench that fist and feel the success in the morning. And before they eat anything, like even if you want to have a Reese's cup during a week, you clench that right fist and feel yourself succeeding. You're less apt to eat it. Wow. I like that a lot. And that would be, that means they would always be on them. They always have a fist to clench. It's not a, a list of things to do. It's always on them. And, and another thing, like you're in the martial arts. Could you think of a time when you're performing your best? Okay, I have you, uh, I put you in a relaxed state, have you see what you saw yourself, you know, in third person, and you know, the, your competitors, see yourself having the best day, you know, competition of your life. Then I have your, uh, then I have you hear what you would hear. What would the, what would the referees be saying? What would your, your uh, competitors be saying? You know, I have your hear this. And what would be your internal dialogue when you're doing your best? And then I have you feel it, feel it, feel it. And then before you go to bed, I have you, I clench that fist and I have you, uh, you know, and when you wake up, Clinch that fist. And when you're competing or training, I have you clinch that fist. Get that success, stressful mindset. Oh, do you see my new, uh, our new trainer here? Oh, I, I can't see it. Hold it up by your face. Oh, hold, hold the trainer up to your face. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me, let me back up. He comes in here. It's our new Drea. Oh, it's the new one. You, he was on Facebook this morning. Yeah, I see him. Yes, so cute. Well, even that, I love that, that you, uh, you, cause it's like, you come across as such a, you know, a hard ass who's just like super, almost like intimidating and you have all these wonderful greyhounds. Well, how did that start? When did you, when did you and Sue get into that and why did uh, you? Yeah. 20 years ago, you know, we adopted our first greyhound, you know? Yeah. And then uh, they come to the gym with me every day. Wow. And my clients uh, love them. I love that. Do you they, adopt whippets too, or just greyhounds? We just have greyhounds right now. But we, you know, I, I when I was growing up, uh, I had a, 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 an animal ever since I when I was growing up. The bad part when we when they deceased, I couldn't go to school for a week. Oh was, yeah. And then we uh, we had five greyhounds, and now we only have three. Well, that's another lovely thing about you that you that you're this just like strong man, powerlifter, bodybuilder, mental toughness, and you're such a soft heart, which which really goes to show what you probably portray with your clients as well, and that's amazing. Now, I love that. Um, I just love that physical to mental connection of the fist to the mind and doing that every day and constantly. Yes. I'm I'm going to start employing pouring that in my in my actual in my own life. We're going to do that uh, if you don't mind. I could put you in a relaxed state and install that trigger in you. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What do you think? Can we do I, that? I've, I've got to go compete on something after this. I don't know if I want to be relaxed. I don't know. No, 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 no. It's not going to relax you. Sure. Yeah, it's we'll do that. You. I'll yeah. have you I'll just fill the trigger. It's not going to, you know, you could do whatever you want afterwards. Let's do it. Let's do it in a, in a few minutes. Um, 
And were you, were there things in your life that you weren't always so mentally strong? Like, did you dip? And then you kind of refer to that later in life. So you can refer to that with your clients. Like, yeah, I, setbacks. we, uh, I went, I graduated, I have a, a bachelor of arts degree, you know, and, you know, I was a phys ed teacher. Yeah. And, uh, when I went to college, we had to have some of the, uh, I, I never failed a, a course, but I failed. We had to take a um, foreign language. And I really didn't. I said, oh, man, I don't want to take this. <laughs> and uh, so I took the course and I failed it. First time in my life I ever failed anything. So I got, uh, I changed my mindset. I had a different way of learning. I put it on tape, you know, and I went from uh, an F to an A. And, a and one on one, when you know, and then so they call me and they, and they, they said, How did you go from failing to getting eight? I changed my mental mindset, and that too. Well, you change your mental mindset, and you also got resourceful. So I think it takes a little creativity. You figured out a way to make you learn and remember it. Which, which language was it, Vince? Spanish. Do you speak a little bit now? Like, uh, un poquito, un poquito español. No, I don't remember. No, yeah. <laughs> you know, no, my parents were Italian. Uh, my parents were Italian. My uh, great album, I'm 100% Italian. You know, and I don't really know anything. There's only one word I know of that. But if I said that, they'd probably shoot me if I went. <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have to censor on iTunes, but then no problem. You can go right ahead. Doesn't doesn't affect me in any way. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, um, how do you... The, during the time right now of COVID, a lot, and I live in Los Angeles, so I'm seeing a lot of really bad cases. How do you get through something like, how do you help people get through something like that where they've lost their jobs, there's no hope, maybe they've lost their insurance, maybe people in their family are sick or have died, or they're doing it all on their own. How would you get someone through the mental toughness and strength during a time that's really just kind of tragic for everyone? Yeah, I have a different uh, opinion of it. You know what I mean uh, of that, Annie? I'm not saying that I'm right or wrong or anything. Sure. You know, when I had, when I took uh, you know psychology, I had somebody something to put in, in a relaxed state, and they gave them water, and they said it was alcohol, and really strong as alcohol, and they got drunk on water because it was trans-like. The, the placebo effect. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. So you I, 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 I'm probably, I'm not right. You know, but you know. Something seems a little bit different about this virus than other viruses when I was growing up. Yeah. You know, I, and I, I'm worrying, I'm thinking, you know, I don't know. Who knows? No, I understand. This is ridden with, with politics and it's very controversial. Uh, definitely. It I is mean, real, and with politics, you know. Yeah, we're, we're speaking the same way. something I never saw before in my life. Right. But I'm I mean, saying it's not real. You know, we put masks on and everything. I know. But, yeah opinion on this but to shut the country down it's like where are we going to go economy wise it's just very scary but i guess i look at people's cases where they're just they legitimately people have died in their families and they're in in an, a poverty level but that's just that's a whole nother ball game but yeah there's just certain things and i wonder if your clients because you seem to make your clients so comfortable do they when they're training there's always something besides that in life like maybe they're going through a divorce or a breakup or something else, maybe they were, you know, diagnosed with a disease. Do they confess to you and then you can kind of discuss that too? And when you're talking about mental training, does that put you in a tough position sometimes? Because it's like, 
you're not a counselor, but yet you kind of are. I mean, yeah, no, we don't get into the negative. You know, we we just have them uh, concentrate on the positive when we're doing mental training. Okay. You know I mean? Okay. And do you think it's something that can can you train your mind? I mean, this is something that can really be taught, or do you think some people just don't really have that testicular fortitude to stick with something and retrain their brains? Do you think it can really be taught, or do you have it, or do you not? Everybody has it. I think everybody has it. You know. Because yeah. I, I was, you know, as, as a child, I was, you know, I had a very, very, very strong inferiority complex. Yes. You know, I still, in some, you know, but I, I was over to overcome that. You know, I think I overcompensated. I think that's what, uh, you know, why I won my world titles and that and powerlifting and that. Absolutely. And, and helping other people, you know, but I had a very strong inferiority complex. You did, but you use it to the fullest and you, you, Again, picked yourself up and, and became very successful. But with that, with that disbelief in yourself, I think you were able to gain more empathy for others, whereas some people could just be very arrogant their entire life. You knew what it was like to be there. So I think that gives you a lot more effect with your, with your clients. Well, that's very cool. And then one final question. How do you see powerlifting? What do you see the, the changes in powerlifting from when you were doing it and you were at your prime? Until now, do you still follow the strongman competitions and all of this? Yeah, I see still. I, I had an interview with a, a gentleman who is, you know, contemporary powerlifter. You know, it, it's, uh, I told him back in the day, we're all brothers and sisters in the world's strongest sports, no matter what era we're in. That's very cool. And, and, I, I, and I say my era was better yours. No, my era wasn't better yours. You know, it's, it, we're still, you know, you, you were know, kind of brothers, the forerunners, though. I says we're uh, brothers and sisters in uh, the world's strongest sport. I love that because you have a good attitude. Because I did listen to another powerlifter who said they really pretty they pretty much cheer each other on. I mean, they don't really badmouth each other like other types of sports. I mean, they're always encouraging each other. They want someone else to win. Um, and I did notice that you said in your training while you were powerlifting, you taught five things. You said. Always get advice from people that are either better than you. Get along with others, which I thought that was that was really um, a tribute to you. Yeah. Have that passion to, to succeed. Set goals and go after those goals like a pit bull. I love that. I agree with that. I quit and don't let go like a pit bull. Absolutely. Lock down that jaw. And then finally, just um, accept the moment. Accept the moment. And whether it's a failure or success, accept that in the moment. So I thought that was really cool for your training. Um, any any Olympians coming through for the powerlifting that you're going to watch? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I, what do you mean, oh, Olympians? Aren't there aren't there powerlifting? Isn't there powerlifting in the Olympics? Coming no, up? not yet. No. Oh, no. I thought there was. Okay. No, we, have, we, have a, we have a world championships in powerlifting. Okay, I thought they uh, were going to add that or something. Okay. Yes. Well, very cool. Well, any any final words and. People can find you on Facebook and you also have the Skype mental training sessions and your actual physical training. Yeah, I train people uh, in different areas on uh, FaceTime. I train them on Skype, you know, and all that. You know, we do mental training. I train them around the world for different. It doesn't necessarily be a powerlifting, no. Sure, you know, sure. You know, it could be any sport. Uh, I train people in tennis. 
you know, I train people in ice skating and I can't even stand up on the ice. That's <laughs> great. I was going to say, you train those ballet dancers that came to you guys in Ohio so long ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so they can find you on that. And then you have, you've published many articles and you're written up and you also have a mental training book. Am I correct on that? I have a book that's written by Dave Yarnell. Dave Yarnell okay. wrote a book on me and that's, uh, you know, about my career in that mental training. Wonderful. And yeah, you could get on, just uh, Google my name on, uh, you know, Amazon, you'll find it. Perfect. I'll put that in the links for all the, every, all the listeners. And finally, yeah. I love that you're wearing the Anello's Gorillas. How does one become an Anello Gorilla? Is this just part of your, your team? Yeah, I had a team. It's called the Anello's Gorillas. Very And cool. uh, I, I, one of my teammates, uh, I, I didn't, uh, I, a few years ago, I... Uh, I got rid of all mine. I didn't have any. So he brought it there and I got it, had it remade. And that oh, was I we love that. world that approaches this now. Very, I don't. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to order one. And why the gorilla? What does the gorilla stand for to you? The gorilla is strength. You ever see a strength of a gorilla? They're scary and they're strong. Yes. <laughs> yes. Now, my, with my height, I'd be a little chimpanzee, but. <laughs> hey, you've got the strength of a gorilla. That's very cool. Oh, well, Vince, it was so wonderful to meet you. And please give a big hug to Sue and all the greyhounds. How many oh, do you have right now? Uh, we have three. We have five at one time. Well, now we have three. Okay. You know, the bad part is when you have to, you know, when they get older, you know, that's the hard part. Oh, it's the worst. I can't have an animal for that reason. It's just, I just can't. It's Plus, I'm never home. But I love your logo is, is so nostalgic of the Greyhound bus. So it's, it's cool when you go to your website, you already have a familiarity with yeah. the Greyhound. It's very creatively done. I like that a lot. So you got, you got know, the gorillas I, and the Greyhounds over there. <laughs> I'm going to tell you a funny story. Uh, you know how you have telemarketers call and want to sell you stuff? I had a telemarketer call and they asked who owned the place. So I said, Betsy. So uh, I had a knock at the door. It has a no solicitor sign on there, but she, and she came in and we, she had a gentleman she was training. And it has suits on everything. She says, I spoke to Betsy over the phone and she wants to see our product. I says, really? So I says, Betsy, come here. And she, she, uh, she she's a dog. I says, she didn't tell you when you talked to her? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Did she think you were selling some kind of a greyhound? product or something yeah oh that's I, so funny wow could we do the uh, on uh, on this the mind training with you sure let's please so do they it could, uh, so they can record people could see what it is wonderful let's do it okay annie could you think of a time when you're competing when you're performing at your best yes okay now i'm going to put you in a relaxed state and then we're going to install the trigger in you. Okay? Mm hmm Okay. Sit back. Close your eyes. Inhale for the count of three. Exhale for the count of six. Inhale for the count of three. Exhale for the count of six. As you inhale, think relax. As you exhale, think deep relax. You're starting to feel very relaxed. I want you now to visualize a wave of relaxation washing down your body. It's going through your head. 
your neck, your shoulders, your arms. Going through your arms into your torso, through your torso into your hips, through your hips to your legs, washing all the tension into your feet and into the earth as you become very relaxed. You're now at the bottom of an escalator. This escalator is going up into the clouds. As you easily step on the escalator, you feel your body going up and up, higher and higher, more and more relaxed, higher and higher, more and more relaxed. You go up, up, up your escalator, going up higher and higher. As you near the top, you see a nice soft white cloud. As you easily step off onto the clouds, you feel your body floating in the air. You're floating, floating, floating on your cloud. All your cares, all your worries are floating out of your body as you effortlessly float, float, float on your cloud. Enjoy the pleasant feeling. Okay, it's time to come down off your cloud, time to come down. As you easily step back on the escalator, you feel your body going down and down, deeper and deeper, more and more relaxed. You're going down and down, deeper and deeper, more and more relaxed. You're down, down, down your escalator, going down and down. As you hit the bottom, you see a neon sign with the word relax, flashing on and off. Relax, relax, relax. I'm going to now count from 10 to 1. When I reach one, you'll be in extremely relaxed state. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Very, very relaxed now. Very relaxed. Whenever you wish to re-enter this relaxed state, put your thumb and forefinger together of your left hand. When you do so, you will fall in a relaxed state. Then make sure you're not driving or doing anything that requires your attention. Okay, any. I want you to think back to a time when you're competing at your best. You're performing at your best, your top performance. What did you see? What were the sights you saw when you're competing at your best? View yourself in third person performing at your best. See your competitor, see the referee, the audience. When you're performing at your best. Now, what did you hear? What were the sounds you heard? Background noise, other people's conversations with you or each other. And when you're performing at your best, what was your internal dialogue? What were you saying to yourself? Now fully experience that, feel fully experienced and feel yourself at your best. Feel yourself when you're performing your best. When you can actually feel yourself performing your best, clench the fist of your right hand. Clench the fist of your right hand. Very good, relax, relax your hands, relax your hands, relax your hands. This is your homework. 
when you go to bed at night before you go to sleep. Clench that right fist and feel yourself performing your best when you wake up in the morning before you get out of bed. Clench that right fist and feel yourself achieving your best. Feel yourself at your best. And when you're, work, when you're working out, training, before you train, clench that fist and clench that right fist and feel yourself performing your best. And when you're competing, clench that right fist and feel yourself at your best. Okay. I'm going to now count from one to 10. When I reach 10, you're going to open your eyes, feel very refreshed, but full of energy. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. Open your eyes. How'd you like that? Awesome. Oh <laughs> my God. Awesome. And besides that, I also like that it's your voice and not some woman who's like who sounds like she's doing yoga that does not inspire me your voice inspires me because i like coaches i like male coaches <laughs> that's <Yeah>. awesome great <laughs> job i love that i i'm definitely going to use that for sure because especially with my own recovery i need that you, are you competing now well i'm still i'm still i'm still um broken so i've got that full broken femur and arm so the only thing i can do right now is biking and swimming but i am i'm die hard every single day i'm on the bike twice a day I'm either swimming or lifting. So no matter what yeah. I can do, but yeah, I can't do anything. I can't run. I can't walk. I can't walk upstairs yet. So pretty bad, yeah. pretty bad, bad thing. So I loved that. I'm going to use that going forward. And you gave me a gift today. Thank you so much. Oh, very good. Very good. Can, can I be, a, can I be an Anello gorilla, please? You can be an Anello gorilla. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. I love it. Well, anything fun for the weekend? You and Sue and the, and the dogs doing anything fun? Uh, we, we take the dogs for a walk. Okay. We don't go to restaurants yet. Yeah. 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 Cause I, cause again, as I said before, Annie, I don't know. Sure. You know, what, how, what percentage this is real and, and what percentage is choreographed. We could, we could have a full discussion on that. Absolutely. I agree. <laughs> um, and then I can get just one final, one final question because of, you said about eating out. Um, you, because you look so amazing and to me, you're kind of aging in reverse. And I feel that like that is the fountain of youth when it comes to exercise and nutrition. Do you eat extremely clean, but allow yourself the Reese's peanut butter cups on a cheat day? How do you eat? Yeah. I, uh, during my wife, my wife makes a uh, very good, she's really good. Uh, you know, health, healthy, you know, yeah, she looks but during the week. You know, the one thing I have during, I, I hate to say this, the one thing I have in a weekend that I love would, is my beer. Oh, that's, you're Cleveland, Ohio. You deserve, <laughs> you deserve a beer. I'm originally from the Midwest, so I get it. I understand. I, lo I love beer. I love wine. You know. You're Italian. What can you say? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you this. Uh, it is a funny story. It's not funny, but, you know, my, my coach, who I le learned a lot from, Vince Lewicki, over the years, he, uh, taught me on lifting. He even taught me on mental in every aspects. He never drank. He never smoked. He ate so healthy. He got lymphoma and died in his early fifties. When he didn't touch anything, he must've been predisposed. That's just awful. Yeah. That's this so other, unfair. this other gentleman, Annie, he's been smokes. He's, he's from Italy, smokes these big black Italian cigars. He's been doing it since he was a kid. 
he he's been drunk every day. You know what they call Dago Red? Yep. It's a homemade Italian wine. He's been drunk since he was a kid. So his doctor said, sir, you better cop, stop drinking and smoking. He's 103. <laughs> Look at that. It's genetics. It's genetics. Yeah. It's awful. <laughs> Just awful. Oh, I'm so sorry for your friend and coach. He sounded like a wonderful man. Yeah, he taught me. Ruined, uh, but I, I learned from him the different techniques. He started me wow. off in powerlifting. Wow. You know? Sure. He started me off in powerlifting when I went, went into his gym. Vince's gym at West 25th and Clark. That was where I uh, started my power. And I thought, you know, I, I really don't, I just wanted a body roll. I didn't want power. Sure. But he got me into uh, powerlifting. What a mentor. What a mentor. He shall always be remembered. Oh, I'm just yeah. sorry, but wow, he taught you a lot. Well, you look fantastic. You've got a great success record. I will put everything up for our readers and listeners. Thank you. Awesome. We'll have a wonderful yeah, weekend. I really appreciate this. This was a great interview. You did a great job. I really am honored to have you interviewed. Thank you. Bye, honor. And that was Vince Anello, the world's five-time IPF powerlifting champion, whose fitness and mind training business helps achieve more success in sports, fitness, health, and in life. You can find all of Vince's information in the links below. We appreciate you for listening, and please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. You can also listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Luminary, Tuned In, or at Believe.com. You can reach out to me for any questions or topics you'd like covered on the show at Ann McDaniels. Please stay tuned in next week to learn about the pros and cons of the current fad diets of 2020 with registered dietitian Chelsea Halsman. Thanks again, and this is your host, Ann McDaniels of SoCal. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.